0: Once upon a time in an urban jungle, two street gangs are about to go to war. Come on, you lousy stinking upstarts. We're in hostile
1: territory in these alleyways. You know our turf only extends to the playground. I'm pretty sure we're almost in Marley's neighbourhood out here.
2: They own this turf. And they don't mess around.
0: Quiet, everyone stop. That's Captain Carl Crazy and his junior commandos.
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that boring old Carl Club and his loony goons are such a disgrace. They ain't no real street gang. Not like us,
2: Mole. Yeah, they ain't got the kind of awesome weapons and technology that we have.
0: And his nemesis, Mean Molly, and her technologically advanced underlings.
3: Hey, hey, hey. What have we got here?
1: Well, 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 look who it is. Moldy Molly and a gang of losers.
3: Carl, what do you think you're doing here, creeping round my turf late at night? It was just a mistake, Moll. Or was it?
0: Like most wars, it starts with low-level bickering.
1: Like when you mistakenly ate my donut at work the other day, Molly. <gasps>
3: How dare you? I would never have touched your donut if you hadn't used my mug in the office. Your
1: mug? I did not. You did so? Even if I did, what you going to do about it? Ugh,
3: me and my gang have had enough of you dweebs. Let me add a call. They can't insult us like that. This is the last straw. We're declaring war on you and your puny dogs too. War,
1: war.
0: But just as hostilities are about to explode, Carl's had an attack of his conscience.
1: Whoa there, Molly. You and I, we're civilised people. I mean, we work on an ethics show. Surely there's another way to work this out.
3: Ah, I hate it when you're right. I guess we should try to do this in the best way we can. In that case, I declare an ethical war on you. Ethical war,
1: ethical war, ethical war. Um, an ethical war?
3: Yeah, I want to fight, but I want to find the best way to do it. Right, but
2: how is this even slightly ethical, you two?
1: I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
2: Sounds scary, you guys. Today on Short and Curly, what would the most ethical army look like? Molly and Carl are about to go and design the best army they can think of. But is it even possible for an army to
3: be ethical? You be the judge. Nice summing up, Queenie. Thanks, boss.
2: Hello, and today you're listening.
4: Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly,
3: curly, 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 curly. Short and Curly. Now, before I get to winning this war with my ethical army, how's about a little thinking question? Yeah, that's right. We know you're out there listening to this whole drama play out.
1: Yeah, we see you peeking down at us from your apartments above this alleyway. Why don't you hit pause for a moment and think about this. When
3: we are at war, do we have to fight fairly?
1: Hit pause now.
2: Come on, Mo. Let me at him. This is the last time they're trespassing on our
1: territory. It's not our fault. Can't a boy go wherever he wants to go? And besides, she ate my donut. That's it. You're getting a bruising, punk.
5: Whoa! What the devil's going on here?
0: Enter our hero. His name is Matt Beard. His day job, philosopher and peacemaker. But on the streets, they simply know him as Mad Eye Matt. (gasps) It's
2: Matt,
5: i Matt Beard. No way. Isn't he that guy from the Ethics Centre? Wait, hold on. You guys are at war? Uh, Well, yeah. Isn't there any other way to sort it out? Well, no. In that case, gather round. Let me tell you a thing or two about war. War is never pretty. People get killed, their homes get destroyed, innocent people suffer. It's hard to see how war could ever be a good thing to do. But sometimes there's no other option. If we need to go to war to protect innocent people, or to stop someone from doing something wrong, then it might be the least bad option. Still, even if war is necessary and we're fighting for good reasons, and I'm not convinced any of you ratbags have good reasons here, we need to do it in a way that makes sure we do as little damage as necessary. Avoid hurting innocent people. Fight fair. Don't do more damage to your enemies than you need to get the job done. And make sure that when the war is over, there's a peace that's fair to everyone. So that's what I think about, hey, where did everyone go?
2: Everyone went off to start building their armies, mister.
5: Oh, well, do you want to hear the rest of my speech?
2: I'm okay, thanks.
0: Looks like Matt's words of wisdom have fallen on deaf ears.
1: (laughs) Come out, come out. I know you're round here, Molly. Well, hey
3: there, Carl. You ready to show us the ethical army you've built? Am I ever. Well then, show us what you got.
1: I dedicate this one to the donut I didn't get to eat. Rest in peace, fair cinnamon bun. See, the worst thing about war is that people die. Soldiers die and often so do civilians who live near where a battle is taking place. Anyway, I'm sick of seeing folks get bruised in our brawls, so I came up with this invention that solves the problem of death. The stun gun. I can fire off 100 stuns a minute with this baby. These little beauties are light to carry. I feel like the mighty Greek god Zeus shooting off all these lightning bolts.
3: Carl, you are such a nerd.
1: But don't just ask me. Tell him, little Jimmy. And you too, Muscles.
3: It's
2: basically just a cattle prod that shoots up to 20 metres. Great
4: RD, boss!
1: Thanks, Muscles. And we've never had a malfunction. These zappers can neutralise our enemy without doing any long-term harm to them. They just wake up feeling a little groggy. And after you stun someone, you can just lock them up somewhere until, eventually, there aren't enough people to fight and one side has to surrender. Thank you, thank you. What a rush. I love performance.
3: Carl, stop bowing. It's nowhere near as good as my idea, but let's see what our junior commandos from Millthorpe Public School think of armies using only stun guns.
2: It'd be better than real guns, because real guns, there's no turning back. Like, once you've killed someone, you can't bring them back. But with stun guns, you can... But it also depends on what type of stunning they do. Like, do they just knock you out? It really
6: depends on the side effects. Where are you gonna put these giant camps for all these people who got stunned? What are you gonna do with them after the war? Do they just get to go home? Do they have to stay in the camp for a while? And also, what if the stun gun malfunctions and kills people? Like, what? what? There's a lot of dangers and difficulties in that sort of battle it doesn't hurt people people might think it's
2: fun to do fun to just shoot things so people might purposely make an argument against two countries and then purposely make a war.
4: Everybody now who votes that we should use stun guns in every war then heaps of countries say I will I'll only use stun guns it will reduce the deaths and then some countries might go, no, we're not going to use stun guns, we want to win every war. And then everyone else is using stun guns while they're using tanks with missiles and bullets made of lead that can poison you while everyone else has a bit of electricity flying through the sky. <laughs> good point. Carl, even if you
3: did knock us out with your stun guns, which you never would, by the way, where would you put us? you don't have some big fancy camp.
1: Uh, I've got lots of pretty good, like, storage cupboards that I could just, like, squish
0: you into and, uh...
3: You haven't thought this through at all, have you?
0: No. Thankfully, our ethically muscly hero has been
5: lurking in the wings. <clears throat> I have a few thoughts I'd like to add. Oh, Matt, I'm oh, Matt. How long have you been here? The whole time. The ethics tender's taken a special interest in this war. So, Matt, what do you think of my stun guns? In general, the idea is a good one to find weapons that will stop people from dying. But there might be some problems that you haven't thought about. I doubt it. Well, let's see. One of the reasons armies have to be really careful about who they attack and the way that they target their enemies is because if they get it wrong, people die. But if the worst thing that happens when your army gets it wrong is that innocent people get knocked out, it might make people a bit more reckless around civilians. It might end up that more people are hurt by stun guns than by ordinary weapons if your crew aren't careful with how they use them.
1: Well, I mean, we did shoot a couple people for fun, just like on the way over here.
5: Okay Carl, that's a no-no, you just shouldn't shoot people for fun. Dag But this suggests a big problem. You wouldn't have shot people for fun if you knew that they were gonna die. But because it's a stun gun, you seem to be a bit more trigger happy. So look in general, it's a good idea to stop people from dying in war. But if it means you fight in more wars or shoot more people, that would kind of spoil the good stuff about stun guns.
3: Okay Matt, back into the shadows with you!
5: All right, we've heard what our
1: young commandos think and we've heard some of the ethics from Mad-Eye Matt. But now you listening need to take a stand in this conflict. What do you think of my idea? What are the pros and cons of my stun gun army? Give them some thinking music, little Jimmy. Hit pause now.
3: Well, now that you punks have had your chance to argue what you think about lame stun guns, let's get to the main event, me and my gang's ethical army. Meet the Street Fighter 6000, a fully functional combat robot designed for everything from street fights right up to all-out warfare. They come equipped with rocket launchers, machine guns, Ninja Swords!
1: Molly, that thing is deadly. Of course it won't be more ethical.
3: Sorry, can't hear you over the sounds of all these punches.
1: Molly, you can't expect people to think these killing machines are the right option.
3: Stop interrupting my presentation. I didn't interrupt yours. They also have some pretty special programming. These bots will never seriously harm or kill a human. In fact, they're actually designed to fight against other robots. Yeah, baby. The idea behind my Street Fighter 6000 is basically that people don't need to fight anymore. Ta-da!
1: Wow, pyrotechnics display. I love that you organise fireworks for that. uh, No, wait, never mind. A robot army sounds way too intense and dangerous. And I reckon our junior commandos from Milthorpe Public School would back me up on this.
3: Well, here's what they had to say when I told them about my ethical army of robots.
4: I see it as it could be a good idea and a bad idea. The good idea is that yes, lots of less people would die because you could just make them remote control and then soldiers can control them from a station. It still will require a lot of programming but it won't take as much. But the bad thing is the amount of pollution that will happen. because Every time a robot dies, it'll like explode, polluting the world and then we will need to move to Mars.
6: It is one short step from robot army versus robot army to robot army versus human army because one side ran out of robots. Robots make it much too easy to kill people and really, it's gonna be the side with the most money is gonna win because they can produce the most robots. So, and in a lot of wars, the people with less money are the ones who should really win. It would actually
2: cost a lot of money considering that a lot of the money would come from taxpayers. So if I paid tax, I wouldn't want it going to building robots to ha- have a war with another country. I'd want it to go to um,
3: hospitals, schooling, welfare.
2: If you kill someone, you can go to jail for it, but a robot, you can't, like, send it to jail. And there'd be so, I think there'd be so many more murders because they would be used outside of war for bad purposes. And I'm not saying that war is a good thing, but... They would be used for other bad purposes instead of war. After the war, if lots of them came back, it would be easy to use them to do jobs like firefight, because there's firefighting robots. So it could be easy to make them do
1: useful jobs. See, Mol, those kids were saying robot wars are completely impractical. They'd cost too much, they wouldn't be fair, and why the heck would we want to make killer robot war machines a part of our lives?
3: I'm pretty sure people are already working on how to build robots for the military to use.
1: That's right, Molly. Whoa, mad am Matt. Tell Molly why her robot idea is so lame.
5: Well, it's worth thinking about... Like Molly said, there are already robots in the military today. We have drones that can fly around and do surveillance and sometimes even attack people. We have bomb defusal robots. And the reason that militaries are looking for robots to solve some of these problems are because nobody likes it when soldiers have to die defending something that is really important. It would be better if we could do what was right without risking people's lives. That's a really important thing to think about. But at the same time, there are some ethical issues to consider when it comes to robots in war.
1: Yeah, well, if I had robots and your robots beat mine, I'd totally just jump in and try and fight them off with my fists rather than giving up.
3: But you'd never beat my
5: robots with your dumb fists. Have you
1: seen these knuckle dusters?
5: (laughs) That's exactly right. And there's another problem here. Carl might be tempted to avoid fighting your robots because he can't beat them and try to attack you in different ways that give him a chance of winning. He might do things that are really unfair, like kidnapping your dogs, because he has no other chance of winning.
3: So my robots might be a problem because they're too strong?
5: Maybe. We see this in wars today. Groups who are less wealthy or have weaker armies sometimes resort to other tactics like terrorism in order to win. Just
1: for the record, Molly, me and my gang, we got a code. We ain't going to go kidnap no precious
5: pups. That's a low blow.
3: Thanks, Carl. Ethical problems sorted, Matt, see?
5: Well, there is another problem. Part of what makes humans who we are is that we're responsible for our actions. We make choices and have to live with the consequences. But by leaving something as serious as war to robots, we can forget that it's humans who are responsible for war, including all of the horrible things that happen there. Like one of our junior commandos asks, who goes to jail if a robot does something wrong? Lots of people who work really hard on this aren't sure whether we should think about robots as soldiers who get punished if they do something wrong, or as weapons that a human is using and then the human is held responsible. And until we figure out that question, it's going to be really hard to work out how the law applies to robots in conflict. Thanks, Matt.
3: I'm pretty sure that everyone is going to vote for my robot army. Because even though Matt Beard thinks there might be some questions about fighting wars with robots, they are also super cool. So now it's time to pause the show again and think about how great my robot army would be leaving the fighting to the machines.
1: Sheesh, it gives me nightmares.
3: So what do you think are the pros and cons of having armies made of robots? Cronies, take five!
1: Hit pause now. You know what, Molly? I think the reason you're getting robots to fight your wars for you is because you're just a big chicken.
3: Ugh, we'll see about that. Yeah, Mol,
2: let me at him. These car club idiots are asking for it. I think the only way we're going to find out is if we battle it out for real.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Before we brawl, which we're going to do because, let's face it, you ate my donut.
3: Oh, enough donut talk.
1: Look, we've only been talking about robots and stun guns, but I'm sure there's got to be some other good ways out there to fight.
3: You know, there are, because I was talking to our junior commandos and asking how they might create a more ethical
4: army.
1: Oh, yeah?
4: Yeah. It's really hard to make an ethical war because someone's going to get hurt in a way that might make it hard for it to be ethical. You'll never
6: make war ethical, but you can make it better. There has to be some sort of rule, no more than 300 people in the battle. I think that would uh, make war a lot fairer. So if you're powerful, it's easy to get more powerful. If you're not powerful, forget it, you're never gonna get powerful. Like that is a very bad way to live. And I think putting a no more than 300 people or something, then it'll just be down to the skill of the people fighting and the huge powerful countries don't have such a big advantage anymore. It would be hard to get them to both agree to have one way to fight a war. Like
4: one country might want to use guns and the other want to use paintball guns or something like that. Breaking the rules, some people might go, well, I don't want to lose this war and then instead of only being able to send in 100 to 300 people, let's send in a thousand so we win the war very quickly. I'm, I'm assuming no one's gonna break the rules,
6: <laughs> is what I'm assuming. Trump. If you break the rules, you automatically lose the war. Some sort of rule like that.
5: Sorry to interrupt, guys. Mad I'm mad again.
3: Is it even possible to design an ethical army or have an ethical war?
5: It's really hard to say for sure. It's definitely possible for people to act ethically in war. And if an army was full of people like that, it seems like that would be an ethical army. But it's harder to say for sure whether an entire war can be ethical. No matter how good the cause is, people will get hurt, property will get damaged, it means that people aren't getting along, etc. Wait, did you just mispronounce etc? Don't be ridiculous.
1: You know what, guys? I never thought I'd say this on Short and Curly, but. I am sick of all this ethics talk. It's time to ethics fight.
2: You know what, Mole? I've had enough of Crazy Carl and his club. I think it's time we made our play and grabbed all their territory.
1: Alright, Carl Club, let's do this in loving memory of my donut. Load up!
3: Let's battle it out and see. Looks like it's war after all, Molly Squad. Prepare the street fighters. <laughs> Street Fighter 1, ready for action! Molly Squad, listen up. We may be small, and we may be scared, and we may be hopeless and a bunch of ragtags. We've neglected our families, our homework. We've been running up hills, sliding down slides, swinging across vines, all for this moment. Today, we fight for justice. We fight for freedom. We fight for ourselves. We fight for freedom. We fight for the underdog. And we fight for freedom!
0: So just when it looks like war is inevitable, who should save the day but some peace-loving deserters? With dessert. Wait a sec, guys. Where's Muscles gone?
3: And where's Jackknife? Hang on, who is that? Oh hey everyone!
2: Look what me and Muscles have got—fresh hot donuts! There's cinnamon, there's
3: sugar. Just smell them—they're amazing. Who wants one?
1: Hmm, yeah, they they sure smell good.
3: Hang on, how did you get donuts out here anyway? There's no donut shop on my turf. We aren't anywhere near the playground. We're on the border between
2: your area and Carl's area. Over near the pool.
1: Wait, what? We aren't on Molly's territory? We're on neutral ground?
3: Yeah, so I went to the donut shop just around the corner. Oh boy, sorry for being so rough with you, Carl.
1: Look, don't worry, Molly. Seeing these donuts again and holding one in my hot little hand made me just remember that there are so many donuts in the world. I don't need to be fighting over that one that you took.
3: Well then, how's about a truce? Just for tonight, of course.
1: Oh, thank goodness. I'm... I'm so tired.
3: And hey, if you listening want to write in to tell us if you think it's possible to create an ethical army and what it might be like, search for the Short and Curly website at the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, scroll down the front page of our website, and there's a link to write to us.
1: We've already had some awesome emails from people like George, Waikiri, Dunya, Raphael and Elliot, who, when they listened to our episode about the ethics of getting a pug thought that it was totally fine for me to grab one, as long as I pay for all of its medical procedures.
3: Yay, pugs! And don't forget Santino, who thinks you should get a rescue pug.
1: And make sure to tell your friends, classmates or teachers about our show. Or give us a review on iTunes so other people can find out about Short and Curly and we can keep making you more episodes.
3: Big thanks to our City Slick and Street Gang members today, April, Denim and Neve.
1: You were such a fun gang to work with, guys. Thanks a lot. And thanks to our brains trust today who added the mental firepower. Finn, Ilka, Phoenix, Megan and Eleanor from Millthorpe Public School in the central west of New South Wales. And I better get going now to make sure Molly isn't sneaking into my territory while I'm not looking.
3: Man, we've been shaking hands for ages. Yeah, that's probably
1: enough now. So sweaty. All right, Carl gang, let's make like a tree
5: and leaf.
3: Come on, Team Molly, these streets ain't going to roam themselves. Smell you later.
5: (laughs) Always fighting and making up again. Will they ever sort themselves out? And hey, maybe you listening at home can decide about this once and for all. Now you've listened to Molly and Carl's grand plans for building the best army, we're going to leave you to consider this final question. If wars have to happen at all... Do you think that there should be humans involved or not?
3: Carl, is that your filthy foot on my turf?
1: Oh, yeah. Get ready for a knuckle sandwich, Momo.
3: Again.
1: Stop it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>